fuck up. Simon says, get the fuck up. Throw your hands in the sky. Weezy's in the back, sipping yak, y'all, what's up? Girls, rub on your titties. Yeah. yeah, I said it, rub on your titties. New York City, pretty committee, pity the fool that act shitty. In the midst of the calm, the witty. Y'all know the name. Pharaoh uh, fucking march ain't a damn thing changed. Uh, you all up in your range of shit, inebriated. Uh -huh. Straight from your original plan, you deviated. I deviated your pain with long-term goals. Slip my underground loop without the gold. You so fat around the world, I so wood in the hood. But when I'm in the street and shit, it's all good. But soon the motivator boom, control the game like boom. Rate of rock, clock, dollars, flip. Tips like a way to block shots. Styles greater, let my lyrics annoy. If you holding up the wall and you're missing the point. Get the fuck up. Simon says, get the fuck up. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. AKA, I think I said podcast, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> I might have COVID stuck up in my nose. Um, on this episode, we will talk about the Monday show, Daniel and Allison, hypnotherapy and military songs. And the Thursday show, Jackie's Horse Thoughts, Allison's Trolling, a Ken Reed quiz. But first, we need to introduce our special guest, and that is Amanda. Welcome back to the show, Amanda. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. It's been so long since you've been on the show. I think it was when Elliot was born? Uh, Yeah, probably years and years. Yeah, it's it, been a while. Yeah. I mean under the previous name and everything right 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 so it's, how do you pronounce your last name and do you want to say your last name i should have asked you that already <laughs> yes amanda silvis silvis okay that, yeah i i Four, i would think six, i wouldn't fuck it up but i could fuck it up <laughs> yeah no, yeah <laughs> oh, well, how are you doing how are things um well my whole life has changed in this last year considerably um, I got divorced and I moved and I changed jobs from my previous, I was a social worker for 18 years. So, uh, now I'm working, um, actually for a car repossession company and I'll get, well, I plan to go back to social work at some point, but everything's on a hiring freeze right now. So, oh, right. um, yeah, but, um, so yeah, it's been crazy and. I have some insane stories <laughs> that I can tell. <laughs> I feel like, I, I think when like Jackie and Tony get on, and I think I was saying this before, that whenever they go through their divorce stories, it's kind of like, oh, wow. You know, because they're at different levels at it, you know, going through their relationship. And um, it's always yeah. interesting to hear. And I'm sure great to talk to other people that can relate and, uh, you know, hear your story. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The divorce sucks. That's like a, you know, it's sad and um, depressing. But then, like, I feel then just trying to date after that, like, I've had uh, two really, really horrible experiences. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Basically have been, like, I feel kind of like Lisa Ling on when she embeds with, like, you know, a criminal or some sort of criminal element. It's like, that's what I've been experiencing. And it was terrifying and life-changing. So lots of that has gone on aside from the divorce. That's oh, fun. You know, and then COVID and everything else. So it's just been a real fun uh, year for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Are, you, are you back in your hometown or close to it? No. Um, oh, okay. No, I'm um, in 
a, a small town called Porterville, California. Oh, right, right, right. And, okay. Yeah. So I, it's about yeah. I had a friend that, from that my cell. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I'm because I'm we always vacation up in Bishop, and I'm always like, oh, you know, I just know that that's where you came from, and that's we're going uh, in a couple of weeks as as long as oh, not everything is closed. Well, we'll be at June Lake, to, but we'll be at Bishop for like one day. Oh yeah, going to fish. Oh yeah. Owens River, yeah. Owens Valley. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fish are like insanely big this this really? year. I've, from people's photos on Facebook, it's like they're on steroids or something. Oh. COVID's been fish. Because <laughs> no one's fishing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess, but yeah. yeah. Well, um, our neighbors are going up um, tomorrow. And so I said, you they're going to be our guinea pigs for, you know, if everything's open mm-hmm. and what's going on up there. Because we haven't been on a vacation in so long. We're so excited. And then it's like, well, I don't want to go if everything's closed. I mean, there's lots of hiking and fishing and stuff you can do, but. Oh yeah. So much, so much. Um, have you been to Convict Lake? Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. Convict Lake is cool. Places. Lake Sabrina. Yeah. And my, my husband's friend just got uh, engaged on Convict Lake actually. Um, oh really? Yeah. Just recently. So it's like yeah, everyone we know goes there separately from us. It's so weird. Like everyone, that's a destination place that everyone loves. It is. It's so tranquil and beautiful there. That's my favorite lake anywhere. But yeah, um, yeah, I wish I could live in Bishop. It's way too expensive for me. Oh, um, okay. It, it's because it's so resort town. It's like ungodly expensive. But yeah, no, I love my heart's always in Bishop. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I've lived here or in, you know, Tulare County for longer than I lived in Bishop, but it's, yeah, Bishop's always home. Well, it's nice to check in with you, but also I know, you know, I think more of your story will probably come up with a different, you know, uh, stories and topics that we're going to talk about today. So, uh, yeah, so it'll be nice to hear more. Um, I think, oh yeah. Hello. We got to do our shout outs. Uh, little Rafi, do you have shout outs? I was just having too much fun talking. Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about the thing that Jamie Shug did uh, where she asked people to post their pictures with the uh, legacy shirt. So shout out to her. Um, shout out. Uh, that was for Becky. That is not a recent thing. Um, and I was thinking of that because Leanne. So shout out to Leanne. And there was a lot of military talk. So shout out to Paul. And I think that's it. Some good shout outs. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was no. Jamie's birthday. So happy belated, even though we wished her happy birthday in the group. Um, Amanda, do you have any shout outs? Um, not really. <laughs> not that I can think of. <laughs> well, if, if you think of any, you can always just shout it out whenever. I do that sometimes. I'm like, oh, I forgot to shout out this person or that person. Um, okay. okay, I'd like to shout out Brittany. Bruised by Dawn. I'm meeting up with him tomorrow in a parking lot close to my home and getting some brews. Special made by Dawn. (laughs) Tomorrow. I'm so excited. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. Also, shout out to Dr. Jen, Lauren, Toby, Sadie, Ulysses, Tim Ortez, Ray Morgan, Leanne, Tamara Holler. I don't know why I do last names for some and not the others. Uh, Also, Michelle Smith. I asked if she was listening last week and she tweeted me that she still listens and, uh, and that's nice to hear. Also, shout out to Scott Marquez, Kathy Ibarra, Kelly Lundquist, Lil Rafi for meeting up with me um, on Monday to get coffee just because I said, hey, I'm going to be in NoHo getting some vintage luggage. You want to meet up? And he was he's game. So that's cool. 
And lastly, shout out to Renee Colvert because she accidentally Skyped me and then sent me a little message afterwards saying, oh, sorry, I accidentally pressed the call button, but it was, but it just wanted, but uh, it's a good reason to say hi or something. So, I mean, that's always a nice little accident. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? <laughs> From okay. her, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's time to talk about Monday. So at the beginning of Monday, they were it was sort of a cold open in a way. It's not really. It was a slight lukewarm open. I don't even know how you would say it, but the way they were talking about sound check questions and they just went into that. And I thought it was kind of a fun conversation. It's more exciting than hearing about termites. And it just sounded like you're just hanging out with uh, Daniel and Allison. It was kind of fun. Yeah, but... they're a little. Sorry, go. It's sorry. A little check song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking, it's funny because we never do sound checks because we're not professional, but also um, I feel like whenever we do sound checks, like we talk differently when we're saying doing sound checks. So maybe doing a conversation about, well, what did you have to eat for breakfast? Even Allison saying, I don't eat anything is still talking. I mean, <laughs> so exactly. um, I, I think that's kind of smart, but it was just funny. It's kind of, I like to see a little peek behind the curtain of how mm -hmm. you know they do the show. I agree. It makes them so relatable. Yeah. So, Allison let uh, the cat out of the bag that she's had hidden hypnotherapy. And I thought it was funny because she always gets down on Daniel for his secret snacks at work. And I thought, how do you have hypnotherapy and not share and that <laughs> with your anybody, <laughs> especially your husband? Yeah, that's true. And I, I was trying to work. I thought she has mentioned it before. I'm pretty sure she did. Oh, on, but wasn't um, she saying on this, like, I, I, did I tell you about that? And he's like, no. Yeah, but he doesn't listen to the <laughs> show, and she doesn't remember anything. Um, That's true. So after I I was with you in NoHo, I was like, who do I know in NoHo? But Megan, of course. So I stopped by over there, and she told me, uh, I th so I, I'm guessing it's okay to share on here. Allison mentioned that a fan is the one who gave her the number or whatever. And she's like, that was me. And I was Aww. like, it was? So the thing I learned is that Megan did hypnotherapy, apparently. Hidden secrets. But I think I, I, think I might have known that as well. I think well, I already I knew that forgot. too. <laughs> but also, here's where I forgot to shot someone out. Shout out to you, Superfan Megan. Um, I always do that to her. And bummed <laughs> that I didn't get to meet up with her uh, when I was out by her. But yeah, I am interested in hypnotherapy i am i don't know if i'm suggestible but i but if i i think if you're open to the experience then you then you could be i don't i'm just very curious about it it sounds it sounds really therapeutic like obviously that's i couldn't think of a better word but it just seems like you get a lot from it yeah i mean i would like to experience it i just am very skeptical that it would work on me probably mm. i don't know i don't like trusting yeah anything. I think, so, yeah. Hmm, yeah. I, I think I might be too trusting where I'm like, <laughs> it's funny how they said that, you know, the long game of the hypnotherapist was trying to like trick Allison into like whatever she said <laughs> or like yawning yeah. or whatever it was. Um, but Rafi, have you ever, you haven't done hypnotherapy. Have you ever thought about doing it? Uh, no, because there's nothing I need to stop doing. <laughs> I think people who uh, smoke. How about rap music? Oh. When you're perfect in every way, what's the point? Exactly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I okay. Think... I see. I see. Yeah, you might be right. 
if if you want to quit smoking, I say give it a try because I think she said that that's when Michael, that's what Michael Shaw will show Walter was uh, using it for. So I don't know, do that if you smoke because it's gross. Yeah, smoking is gross, but I, like I said, maybe once once a year I have one just for fun. It usually goes out though by the time it's. I just forget about it because it's not my thing. But, um. I wonder how well it would work for like weight loss and stuff. I know Amanda, you lost a lot of weight and last year I, I lost some too. And, but what would be cool is to have like hypnotherapy to maybe not, I, I have this fear of it coming back. You know what I mean? I mean, Oh yeah. <laughs> I think for the rest of my life, it'll yeah. be a stress always. So yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Might be kind of interesting to try. I think I just remembered, I think my husband went and got hypnotized to quit smoke smoking. But then he started doing um, chewing tobacco where I'm like, um, so you just never want to kiss ever again. Then. Yeah. But now That's... they have those uh, like nicotine mints. And so he switched to that and he hasn't used um, other for oh, that's... like nine months or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know like containers of spit laying around. Oh, my daughter drank one. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And oh. just that smell. Ugh. Because he would yeah. always have his cup in the car. So if I got into his truck, like I would, it would just smell like that smell. And like even like toothpaste that has that like we- weird winter greeny minty smell. Like I can't smell that anymore. It's just instant like nausea. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. My no. uh, has always chewed and it's like, yeah, gross. Ugh, so gross. Oh my God. I told, I tried to help. I tried giving my husband a visual on how it makes me feel and i said what if i collected boogers in a cup <laughs> yeah and just had it out or like maybe just some tampons i don't know <laughs> yeah i might be taking it too far but what was the response to that he did i don't think he just i don't think he thought i was serious i think he just thinks i'm being like you know dramatic or fa- fantastic dramatic. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like no that's it's not like that i'm like yeah it's really disgusting so they did a lot of uh, talk of military branch definitions and songs and yes, <laughs> love songs. It's so funny. And I saw tweets before I heard the show. So I was already like, oh, OK, I'm going to be hearing. And it, one of them was from the afore shouted out from you, Ruff, is Paul. And I think he was really excited about it. I'm like, oh, this will be a fun episode. But it is funny how like Allison does go off into her like, like they were talking about before, into her eddies and then. I felt like Daniel went into like a Bermuda Triangle and then they start kind of like bickering. I'm like, oh my God, you guys need to pull out of this. But, um, but yeah, the songs were fun. And like, what was your, do you have anybody in the military that's why you're relating to it? Or you just thought it was fun? I just thought it was, it was fun because I like, if anyone had asked me if I knew those songs, I'd be like, absolutely not. But then when they were singing, it was like, oh yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't know. I don't know them to the extent that they were singing them with right. all the choruses and whatnot or you know they knew I'm way better than me but I was like oh yeah I'm not completely (laughs) out of the loop with these songs so to be honest I didn't I don't think I really knew that they had songs even though I knew Anchors Away of course I know the Navy song but I didn't really put two and two together that they would have a song but that makes sense yeah I didn't realize they were actually like associated to the military I knew they were like little patriotic songs but yeah yes just that realization that they had an actual purpose that was that was fun and I just like it when they when they sing that's always a favorite of mine 
It's always fun. It is fun. It is like just yeah. hanging out with them. And they're just, they're more authentic selves, I think, because they're just being silly and they don't care about what they sound like. <laughs> exactly. So I have to say that they've had this conversation before about these damn songs. And <laughs> so I tuned it up before. <laughs> I, yeah. No, it, I, I think it's been a while. I, I noticed that, but I just liked how they really did the whole menagerie of you know, more than one at a time. Well, I um, could not stand this part. I <laughs> fucking <Real>. hated it. <laughs> and I was upset. And I think it was karma because whenever I put a rap song at the beginning of the episode, I think this is just for me. I know people are going to hate it. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to skip forward. <laughs> so I just got paid back. So if I edit this week... You better believe I'm going to restore the balance and put whatever the fuck I want at the beginning to away, uh, my wash <laughs> my ears clean of this horrendous garbage. Well, that's also an, uh, an opinion. <laughs> you coming in with the totally opposite. I know. I, I'm glad you shared that. Me too. Do you feel better? Is this like therapy for you <laughs> to get it off your chest? Uh, I mean, a little bit. It'll be more therapeutic when I put, like, trap or die at the beginning. Oh, <laughs> or wow. So, do you think that they need to revamp these songs, or you just don't give a shit? <laughs> no, I just don't give a shit. I think if you're, like, in the military, you probably have a fondness for them, or if yeah, you're a real right. patriot, I'm sure you'll love them. But when I heard them, I was like, yo, these songs are fucking whack as fuck. They don't slap at all, Lisa. Not at all. <laughs> I know you're all about slapping it. Um, well, to each his own. So now we're speaking to the entire audience. Some people like it, some people don't. <laughs> I think they're like quirky and not, it's not like you're going to be bumping it in the car. Oh, you're not jamming it on no. the highway. <laughs> we're just like, you know, like an old gray mare just ain't what she used to be. That yes. sort of thing. Yes. Just an annoyance to sing, but it's like catchy, something like that. But yeah. me. Yeah. Raphael needs to do hypnotherapy to get over his aversion to, to uh, these songs. Yeah. Or maybe rap remix them for the world. <gasps> That's a good uh, idea. Well, whenever I hear a band like this, I'm thinking, uh, how about they play something good like Spodio Dopalicious? <laughs> so if you are editing, or if I am, that's where the crickets are going to go. At least the first round. <laughs> Well, anyone who knows what that song is is like right now yelling in their car, like "fuck yeah!" They would rather hear that song than. So fucking shout out to Whitney or Dr. Jen. Who, who are we talking about? Uh, those two, um, probably Kelly, also tries. Shout Definitely me. Mm. When I'm editing, I'm like, "Yeah, that guy's right." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, Allison and Daniel went and got tested, and. I wish I've heard it's harder to do now if you don't have if you not if you've not been exposed or if you don't have symptoms and I wish it was easier because I would love to just get tested just to know to have the peace of mind um but then also they're saying you know if you get tested one day and you're negative the next day you could be it's like all of these things where I'm just like I it's so mind-boggling and it might not even be accurate I swear my yeah. husband had it but his test came back negative he swears he felt he had it but I wonder, like, if you have a test, if you f if you feel like you have a free pass to like go out into the world, you know what I mean? Like, it feel like this false sense of security. Like, I'm fine. I can go out. 
Yeah, I think, well, I'm terrified of it because I, like, uh, when the swine flu was going around, I don't remember what year that was, but I was actually hospitalized with pneumonia. And so then they they had to test me for that just because I was in the hospital. And it was like the most painful thing I ever, I literally just sat there crying and the nurse was like, okay, I'm just going to leave now. Cause it was like, and it was in your nose, but it was so far back and pain. I, I wasn't expecting, I thought it'd just be a little swab, like not horribly in my brain, but yeah, it, it was bad. So but then some people talking about the COVID testing say it's not that bad. So I don't know if she was just like especially rough or uh, what. Maybe. Well, it's I mean, and awful. why wouldn't they give you a heads up on that? Because I feel like now we've all been told like this is what's going to happen. Although yeah. now they're doing like the cheek swab stuff and the other stuff or whatever. But yeah, a little warning would be nice. I wouldn't think that was going to be stabbing my brain. No, <laughs> it was a shocking, shocking. And it's like. I'm fine with like needles and stuff. It's like shots and all that. That's not a problem. And so I would never have thought a nose swab would be that bad, but it was just, I mean, immediately made me cry. (laughs) So the, I'm just so scared, but maybe it was just like, she was rough and I don't know, but I'm scared of that one. I would definitely opt for the cheap cheek swab if I could pick. I have a, a uh, another shout out to cousin Erica because we were on Instagram talking about Formula One, which came back last week, and they are uh, they're testing everyone at the racetracks, and they've had like forty five hundred uh, tests administered and zero positive so far. And I watched them do it to a driver, and they stuck the swab down his throat and then up his nose, and I was like, "That's a new technique Excuse that I have not." Me? Yeah, I was like, uh, that was weird, but okay. I don't know if it was the... I, I'm assuming it was the same swab. I was not paying that close of attention, but uh, yeah, it's weird. No, that see, that just played to my fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Uh, you know what? We're just going to stay home. I, I feel like <laughs> Allison going out to see her parents, like, first of all, I think that's... It's so... They've been so careful, which is so is awesome. This is how, how people should be, because we all get kind of lax with stuff. And for them to go there is kind of, like, sketchy to me. But at least they got tested, I guess. But I, I don't know. That just seems dangerous. But you can still see people. You just have to be at a distance. I mean, if you can see people at the grocery store, you can still see your friends. You just have to do it in a way where you're not, like, on top of them. <laughs> yeah. Or spitting right at their face. Like, Rafi and I tried to record in person the other day. And it's like, I was spitting so much. It was a good thing I was not facing him. But it's like, yeah, this is probably too close quarters <laughs> for this situation right now yeah and it just infuriates me when i'm when i go on social media and people are just like in as close quarters with no map and all that like i saw so like downtown disney just opened i think yesterday or two days ago and they were showing like everybody just packed in there like crowding and going nuts like it was black friday i'm like what is happening in here really First of all, it's downtown Disney. Gives a fuck, but... And why does it have to be reopened? That's the whole... I mean, eventually, yeah. yes. But, like, I mean, I understand people really are pushing for the schools and, you know, things yeah. like that. But it's, like, Disney, I mean, yeah, it's... People like to go, but it's, like, come it's on. It's like Germ people. City. Like, and not, the fact yeah. that Vegas is open is crazy to me. Lots of things are crazy to me. And... Yeah, it seems unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary danger. 
It's so weird. I, I, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. The school thing is really kind of scaring me because it's coming, it's coming up pretty quick. My kid's school starts in the middle of August and mm -hmm. that's really soon. That's a month away. And I feel like now that it's all ramping up, like there's no way they would be able to see any like grandparents or anything if they went to school. Like they're, they would be exposed every day to all of these people. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. oh, and they already that's have the, I just have a feeling it's going to be remote anyway, but. I mean, I don't want it to be, but I'm kind of feeling like it's going to need to be. My niece goes to like a like a Christian preschool and um, they just got word like last Friday that one of the teachers came down with it. Oh, no. So, yeah. And I was literally just that week I was telling my sister, like, are you sure does she really need to be? I mean, of course she loves it, but it was like, oh, it's not worth it if she gets it. And then that happened so now she's on quarantine for at least 14 days but I'm just like why I mean I know it's expensive and my sister has to pay like either way but it's just like it's not worth it it's not worth her little life right yes mm -hmm. oh my god like, around my parents who are elderly yeah. you know my dad's 78 my mom's 68 and it's like she's here every weekend so it's just like we I don't know, but my mom actually got out of work because she told them, and they so they had her off because she has to get tested. But oh, she geez. couldn't even get an appointment till this coming Monday. Wow. Yeah. So I just wonder I, what the future is going to look like as far as do you just have to get tested, you know, monthly, or I mean, before a, you know a vaccine comes in, and then there's going to be the anti anti vaxxers, and there's going to be a lot of other stuff coming in. Um, yes, that might be interesting. Um, and yeah, my nephew, you know, he's severely autistic and I mean, you can't get him to wear a mask. And so I don't know how his school is going to work because oh my gosh, that's another tough thing. And I always hear, you yeah. know, people was, would he have to like carry a card or like wear a bracelet that says he can't? I mean, oh, but I mean, he's, <sighs> his behaviors are so difficult that I mean, there's, there's no, no way. I mean, we're just, we work so hard just to get him to not harm himself as, as it is so you can't a mask isn't even and it wouldn't even happen he won't keep it on so yeah I don't know if they're if they won't reopen his school and I, I don't know that's a whole other hurdle Gosh. yeah but wow. it's also hard because then he's just I mean with severe autism you're already isolated just because of the behaviors and then then COVID happens everybody's isolated but then so he never leaves. So then his behaviors get worse. So because he's bored and, you know, so, yeah, that's been rough. And I don't know what what the end will or what will end up happening with his type of school. Wow. Yeah. Well, my my heart and thoughts go out to everyone that's going through any kind of extra things with all of this. I mean, this is hard enough as it is with that kind of stuff. Man, uh. that's extra. So on Mondays, they take phone calls. They only got to one call to this uh, Monday, right? I think. So it was Rick from New York, and he was talking about walking the streets, and he, was, he enjoys looking in windows and trying to figure out what people are watching. So for one, I think this possibly was already a JMO years ago, but uh, it's definitely something that I love to do and not in a creepy way but I don't really go for walks as much as I should and going at night I love like just it's like looking at the zoo like it's humans on display <laughs> like I mm -hmm. like seeing them eating dinner like you know it everything always looks perfect from the outside and it's kind of like nice 
and it reminds me of that movie Rear Window, which is like one of my favorite movies. Yes. And it's just like I I mean, obviously I haven't seen any murders, but that that movie is so great. It's just like that little voyeuristic uh but do mm-hmm. you guys like to walk around looking in windows? I know Rafi does. <laughs> yeah, I do. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever especially yeah, but it also just reminds me, well, when I had my house, that we never had the blinds open. Like, there was no watching us. Cause we just, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I like seeing other people and what they're doing. Yeah, I, where... I don't understand the people that have everything, like, blazing open, open either. Like, that is kind of strange to me. But there's always, like, one window where you're like, oh, they're sitting and having dinner. That's cute. But, yeah, yeah the people that have the windows fully open all the time, it's just... Maybe they want to be peeped on. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think about the whole like Golden State Killer thing too. Oh, so I would never yes. that. But I like watching other people. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Rafi, are you watching people now? Uh, no. Zip. <laughs> you don't have your binoculars there? <laughs> I do have binoculars. I don't know where they are, but mm-hmm. there's nothing I could see. There's only one neighbor that I could possibly see oh here we go but uh nothing over there that i'm interested oh. <laughs> in <laughs> is it the one that has a hundred dogs and birds and cats or something or is it birds exactly no they have all of that they have okay. dogs they have like five dogs um a bunch of birds I, I haven't tried to count them and i don't know if they have cats i doubt it but yeah who knows? probably not i i Crazy. heard the birds when i were over there uh yeah uh but I feel like New York would be, like, prime to be able to walk around. I guess you can't really walk around looking in windows as much in New York unless you're, like, in another window with binoculars. That would be really creepy. But, like, I would totally love doing that. <laughs> like, just popcorn and see what, see what everybody's up to. Yeah. I think in California it's not as exciting because we're kind of more spread out. Yeah, that's true. Just the occasional walk right. and, yeah, Little somebody peak. has that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allison posed the question to Daniel what was his greatest heartbreak and it's funny because when she said that I was still trying to feel like like understand or think about what that would mean to me and then she was sort of at first I was thinking is it does she mean people and then she was saying sort of you know it could be jobs it could be whatever and I still really couldn't think of anything except for like maybe I didn't go in the direction in life that I wanted to that's kind of heartbreaking (laughs) um I mean I sort of did but um and I guess I still could but it's just sort of I wonder if either of you have something that pops into your mind as the greatest heartbreak. Uh, yeah. I mean, where to start? <laughs> yes. This year alone has been, yeah. I mean, just the um, real is, well, I'm a planner, so I already had my whole life planned out. And mm. then for it to change, yeah, that was hugely difficult. And then, um, so, yeah, I would say the divorce is my biggest heartbreak. And then the ramifications of that, like um, my nephew does not see my ex-husband in, like hardly at all anymore. So that's been really hard because he's autistic and he only trusts like five people in the world. So that's been a huge heartbreak that then I blame myself for. And, um, yeah, just lots of things like that. So I guess it would be my divorce and all the ripples that mm. have come from that. Yeah. For Lil Roth. 
I guess I'm going to have to uh, say May 14, 1998, the last episode of Seinfeld aired. <laughs> and uh, life has never been the same for me or anyone on Earth. What day did it begin? What day did it first air? Oh, we just missed the 31st anniversary. Oh, wait, are you talking about the first episode? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, July 5, right? Of are you 89. looking it up? Because I'm just wondering why you celebrate the or mem- remember the end and not the beginning. Right off the top you of your said head. Heart break. <laughs> yeah, but then I asked you about the beginning, which would be you know July five, your 89. first love. <laughs> I do. I, I was thinking back to like one of the times I was broken up with in high school, and I was so confused by it because I was just like, well, I thought I, everything was fine, and it was very confusing. And so I think that was really heartbreaking. But after that, I think, like, I can't even think if I even wanted to stay with any of the guys I ever was dating. Like, for after a while, I was just like, oh, God, I can't get out of this. <laughs> so in general, um, yeah, I didn't I don't I don't I can't really think of any other like, hmm, my favorite dog dying. I guess that was pretty heartbreaking. Completely <clears throat> Every time that's a heartbreak. Yeah. And, and we just lost our amber who was we had for 17 years so that's gonna be my future heartbreak because i have three cats now and that's gonna really break me (laughs) yeah yeah that's always hard and also our animals tended to you know we would they'd be like around the same age so then you have birds where three of them die within a few months and yeah gosh that's horrible yeah so definitely that and then I just think well uh with one of the people well one of the guys I was dating um the heartbreak of realizing that uh he wasn't who I thought he was like um that he was really a monster like uh he ended up like stealing from me and uh, uh cheating on me and assaulting me and um, all kinds of stuff. So that was like, and while it was happening, you know, you have that moment where you're thinking, you know, when horrible things are happening to you, your mind like takes you somewhere else so you can like survive it. Yes. And so the whole time I was just thinking like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, this is my life. It's turned into this. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was another big heartbreak this year, but Right now, he's incarcerated, um, not because of what he did to me, but what he did after, to someone else after me. So um, I feel like a little bit of safety in, in knowing that. But, you know, yeah. they, yeah. they, he'll, get, he's, he'll get kicked out eventually. And then I so I signed up for alerts. They have this little oh my alert. Gosh. Well, that's that good. At least they have that. Big. Yeah. I was <laughs> always wondering when someone would, got, would get out and just be lurking. You just have this unknown yeah. lurker. Yeah. Yeah. And he was actually featured on like the local news because I don't oh. know if you're aware, but they have uh, the zero bail policy because of um, COVID in California. So it means they're trying to, uh, you know, lessen the population in the county jail. So they're basically, he was like arrested four times in six weeks. So oh, he just booted out because they're trying to lessen the population. But um, then once he made it on the news, like, I think the judges were like, okay, we're not going to let him out. Oh, you know, he's been made a public example. So now his bail's at like $400,000. So he'll, I think he'll be in there a while, hopefully. Wow. 
<clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, anything else from Monday before we move on to Whitney C's cues? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, so she sent in a question, and I haven't listened to it yet. So it looks like she might have sent in an answer, too, Ralph. This is... Excellent. Yeah. She's got the cues that never fail to start a good convo. She ain't shy. She's not afraid to push the envo. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. Whitney C wants to know the story of your first crush. Okay, I'm coming back to answer my own question because I heard Ralphie's feedback on the podcast and he said... He wants me to answer the question inside the segment. So here we go. My first crush was on a boy named Josh. I don't remember his last name. I was in kindergarten, and I remember that maybe I was in first grade. I don't know. Um, I It was a Valentine's Day, and I was so excited because he gave me one of those cardboard hearts filled with different candies, and <laughs> I brought it home. and. I was embarrassed to have gotten this thing from my crush. Like, it was just more than I could handle, you know? I didn't know how to process it. So I hid under the desk that I had in my room and ate the candies. (laughs) And my mom caught me hiding and eating the candy. And then she knew that I was trying to keep something a secret from her, and she teased me about it, which... uh. It was also too much for me to handle at that time. Like, I didn't know how to process the crush in the first place, and I definitely didn't know how to process being teased about it by my mom. I think I was just too young to understand any of this, like what I was feeling and why it was happening. And I think that, I mean, I I don't hold this against my mom necessarily. I don't think it was the best parenting move, but it's not something that I'm going to carry to my grave being mad at her for. But I think that that caused uh, two different things for me. I think it caused shame about like having um, romantic impulses or I, I understand that I was five or six years old, but when it started to happen for real, you know, when I was in middle school, high school, um, it was definitely something that I wanted to keep for my parents because I had been shamed about it years prior. So to say romantic impulses happened when I was in kindergarten or first grade, that's obviously hyperbolic, but I think you understand what I'm saying. When it happened for real, when it really was romantic or, you know, more like puppy love when you're a teenager, um, it was something that I, I couldn't figure out how to join my personality that I showed to my family and the personality that I showed um, when I was entering into relationships, I didn't know how that could be the same person. And, um, it also made me feel shame about like eat eating in some ways because I had gone under the desk to eat the chocolate because of the context in which, which the chocolate was given. And, uh, that probably led to some not so great eating habits. Um, like, bingy stuff um and again not being able to share that with people so eh, it's all it's all really murky I don't think that that one event is something that caused all of those parts of my personality um but it's definitely something that had an effect and yeah this has been now therapy with (laughs) Whitney C but that was my first crush his name was Josh. 
he was very sweet to me. I don't remember even so much as holding hands with him, but I think that we like played together in the kindergarten classroom or first grade, whatever grade I was in. Um, I remember being excited when we would like share a space, you know, if he came over to my table or if we were like on the same slide at recess or something. Um, he had a really cute little smile. And I can't remember too much about our day-to-day -day interactions because, again, reader, I was like five or six years old. But I remember um, he always had his hair done really nicely. <laughs> it was a short little boy cut. Um, and I guess maybe they put some product in it. Um, not too much. I mean, he didn't walk around looking like a Ken doll. But he always just looked um, crisp. His hair always looked really crisp and clean. So... That was him. It was Josh. I don't remember his last name, and I have no idea how I would figure out where he is now, because I think he moved away in elementary school, but that was my first crush. I was going to say, Whitney, I think you need to look this Josh fellow up. <laughs> it might be worth it. Sounds like you still have some, uh, maybe some uh, feelings there. Unrequited um, love. Yes, that was really sweet and a sweet answer, and also... Her answer explained exactly why I freak out sometimes at being a parent because I'm like, if I do one little thing that could like trigger some other thing, you know, you have to always be thoughtful of like the things you're doing and how what you can say can cause something. And I know, like she said, it wasn't the one thing, but it triggered her and it changed, you know, maybe how she acted in life. And I, I feel mm -hmm. so bad for the little her that's under the bed secretly eating chocolate. Yes. I, that was my thought, too. I was like, you know, shout out to the uh, eating candy in secret binge yes. eat. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? Oh, my gosh. Totally. And being but yeah. like secretive of it, not being able to be who you really are around certain people. The and... shame. Yes. <gasps> yes. The shame from it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but Amanda, what was your first crush? Oh man, you know, well, I, I mean, I remember having lots of crushes in school. I was always like the fat girl. So I never, ever told any of my crushes that, uh, they were my crushes, but, um, I would say my mo most serious crush was, uh, was sixth grade, I think. And I just remember <laughs> one particular time, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stalking him from afar and um, he was riding bikes out with his friends, like kind of in front of my house. So I was perched in like <laughs> my mom's window, just where just the tip of my eye could look out the window. So <laughs> there's no way he could have seen me watching him. But oh. I did that for about like three hours while he was out there with his friends. Um, like super pathetic. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that. And then I remember one time at school, I found like a piece of paper he had written on and I was like, oh my God, he touched this. <laughs> so I like at home, I had like a little shrine in my closet. Oh, yes. Like, his name was Dustin. And I remember like, oh my, and then I even wrote inside my closet, like, I love Dustin. And so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, did he ever know? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt he had any idea. I don't even think he knew who I was. So yeah, that's the first like, Aww. you know memory of stalking someone yes. that I oh yeah I had an extra neighbor I did that with uh, I was a tiny <laughs> bit older than that but <clears throat> yeah uh Ruffy what's your first crush 
uh, well, first of all, not Whitney, Selena. Come um, on. Oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whitney says I asked for her to answer in the segment. I I didn't care if it was in the segment or on Facebook, but I just wanted her answer. But hmm. now that we've all heard it, aren't you much happier that so she answers so right after? Essentially. And it gives time to think of your answer. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that too. I don't know about my very first crush because, you know, they come and go. Like, I literally still nowadays, like, I'll get a crush on someone for no reason. <laughs> um, but I, if I had to guess the first, like, real big crush, it would have been uh, a girl named, uh, shit, what was her name? Mm. I don't know her name, but she was our, our neighbor. Uh, she was in apartment 101. We were in 103. And she was like uh, me and my sister's uh, friend. And we used to have a calendar of the four of us that they like took a picture of us and they, they put it kind of, it was like kind of, it looked oh, airbrushed. So cute. Oh my maybe gosh. the picture was we in the middle this. and the outside was airbrushed. Oh, fucking believe me. I like a long time ago, probably when I was still a teenager, I was like, whatever happened to that thing? Because I remember seeing it. And I was like, man, I wish I had that. It would be fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, I guess it was her. Nothing, eh, well, nothing nothing really happened. Uh, it was just, you know, you're a kid and you're like, oh, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, I think my first crush was, well, I had two, like in kindergarten and I had in first grade one. But kindergarten, uh, I don't really, I just, we, I was always, I always had guy friends, ever, even since then. But we would just like walk around on the playground together and like, talk and chat and like I remember like I think I had a crush on him we were at least friends but then in first grade I moved from California to Texas and my next door neighbor that became my new crush and his name was Robert actually the kindergarten one was also named Robert <laughs> um his name was he had two first names and I know I've talked to you about this Ruffy and my issue with it um but the second one's name was Robert Robert E. Lee <laughs> no his name was Robert Lee Featherston and he had a Dukes of Hazard bike, and uh, I became his first. I he became my first boyfriend, but he sent me like the little card, like his sister and I were best friends, and her name was also Lisa Ann. <laughs> and so we would be in her room, and he would like put a card under the door, like a note that says like, "Will you be my girlfriend? Yes, no, maybe." <laughs> and yeah, so I, he that was a. Uh, that was really cool because, like, you know, he was my extra neighbor. So we were also really good friends, too, but. Ah, simpler times. I know. And just being outside all the time in Texas and just, like, running around and playing and just, like, that was, it was a fun time. Until he left me for some, for some other girl and he said, her dad has a bazooka. <laughs> that was, like, the selling point. I'm like, I felt so bad. I'm like, my dad doesn't. <laughs> my dad was like Poncherello, but <laughs> he's not got, he ain't got no bazooka. Oh. oh yeah, this it ain't a lot. Yeah, but that was my first like little crush that I can remember. Two Roberts. Thank you, Whitney. That was awesome. I love having her questions every week. Something to think about. Always fun. Um yes. Lil Rafi, I don't think we have any calls into the hotline, but would you at least like to shout that number out? Yes. We still haven't heard from Lee Bruns. So <laughs> yes. either um he's busy machining something or fixing a scooter or riding a motorcycle or building a sidecar right now. But if you want to call into the BFF hotline, the number is 
818-BFF-0732. Perfect. Hopefully we'll get tons, tons and tons of calls. Millions. <laughs> millions. Upon yes. millions. Um, let's see. All right. Well, I guess it's time to talk about Thursday. <clears throat> All right. We were her little ham and banana hollandaise sent in by Jennifer Zinn on Patreon. Uh, that was disgusting. Disturbing. Yeah. yeah it was. And you know I what? Mean, so, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I realize, you know, you're trying to be creative and stuff, but it's just obscene. Right. So I recently was like, I'm going to try and get creative. And I thought I'm going to look up some vintage recipes, literally the same sort of thing a couple of weeks ago. And I, I didn't send any in because I just messaged them to uh, Jen and Rafi, I think, and maybe, I don't know who else, but they were discussing things like this, where it's just like, this was something people were eating <laughs> or making. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. It's insane. Um, You look up the old jello recipe. Yes. Everything in jello. People would put- <laughs> in jello like salad in yes. jello what the hell is going on yeah yeah, yeah. my neighbor so all those old things is Ugh. like 93 and so sometimes she'll have us over for dinner and there was one time oh my gosh all of us the neighbors went over there and she makes amazing food she's from hungary and has um, i mean all their food is so good except for this <laughs> one thing <laughs> and that and she made like four of them because she thought they were just going to fly off the shelves but it was a jello mold with like ham rolled up in it <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and I don't even know what else, but like, we had to sort of pretend. I we opened like refrigerators to get like a drink. I'm like, there's another one in there, and then like the garage for that one. I'm like, oh my god! Or she is she, she gonna someone hiding home? in like yeah. various drawers and stuff? Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be like, she probably thought this is just gonna be the end all, be be all of like this is gonna just like show stop, and it's like, oh no, I can't yeah, eat she's this. Like, I don't want to run from this. I better yeah. hide it from all the family so they don't take my entire supply. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, that was real eye opening. But yeah, so I looked up on this this stuff, and I thought, well, I'm not gonna send this in as carbs because it's kind of like silly but like then i saw that she did and that she looked some vintage recipe card or something but also her name is jennifer zinn little rafi you know dr jen has another nickname and that's dr zen do you think this is her (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i didn't at first um but now i'm certain that it is (laughs) she said she's gonna be back on patreon and now yeah, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. Shout out to her uh, out vacationing with her family in a cabin right now. So Jackie and Ken and Tony were on. And I felt like this time, I really... Well, let me rephrase that. I like Ken on any time. The last time it felt a little bit disjointed. And I think because they were all doing it remotely. But this time it felt really like they were in the same room. And I really enjoyed their interactions. And he's such a funny person. And it just... it. Sh- I think it shined today. He's he's quick and it was fun. It was a fun Thursday show. I agree. And they talked about <laughs> the summer sweaty shows because as Rafi knows, it gets pretty hot in the shed that I'm in right now. I don't think I let it get as hot as it uh, normally does. But right now I am literally swel- sweltering. So poor Tony has to turn off the AC to record. <laughs> and um, I'm feeling his pain right now. But... Uh- uh, so he's officially divorced, and that's kind of huge. I like how Allison was like, do you feel any different? He's like, no. <laughs> Just like, no, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I, this is what we've been working for. It sounds like he had a pretty amicable divorce, if, you know, 
if, mm-hmm. if a divorce could be easy, sounds like he had one of the easier, even though it's still rough. But um, I guess that's good for him. He can get out there and meet someone new uh, at a distance. That's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. We same thing with mine. We just we found out it had finalized like after the fact uh it finalized on like june 8th and we found out on like the 13th we were supposed to have a hearing but of course with covid they've like so like i had no idea it would be finalized then and then it was just yeah so it's kind of uneventful as far as that goes yeah so i had a friend this made me think of something that my friend had because after he got divorced um he was pretty excited about it so he had this picture up on his wall that it was like an old car and a guy had sign on signs on it said just divorce. And I thought maybe I need to get this for, for Tony as a little gift. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if he'd be as excited as like, Oh yeah, I totally want to advertise this. How excited I am. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just depends. Yeah, It depends uh, on the person. Those people have like parties and stuff. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh, my, I wouldn't do that personally, yeah, but I don't yeah, know if I would either. Well, maybe no. <laughs> I mean, I guess, hated them for a long time and you're like <laughs> right super happy about it. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah it's too it's too emotional i can't imagine like being ready to party um yeah so allison trolled somebody on twitter which is pretty shocking to me that she would go through all of that i know sometimes i feel like and i think i relate more with ken in certain respects and then with tony and most all other because i'm non-confrontational but when it comes to other people that's when I feel like I can stick up for them more than myself. So if someone's, <clears throat> for example, if someone is saying something to Allison on Twitter, I know Leanne's usually pretty good about like getting in there and defending her. But when it's someone wronging Allison, I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and I get pretty mad about it, but I still don't go. I did troll people at a long time ago, like years ago, like try and like when there was this, this whole thing going on with Allison and like people doing tweeting her horrible things so i tried to like figure out who these people were and yes, uh, all were yes. Up for- <laughs> do you remember that that whole thing oh my god yeah so i mean yeah. we were all i mean that was like a someone hurting us personally yes, yes. Yeah. right right and Very- it's it's also because it's allison it's not like uh, i i'm not i know a lot of people blindly defend you know the people that they're fans of but when allison is such a good person and for people to go after her, it's just like, it makes me so mad that someone would want to do that because it, it makes no sense to me. And also, especially if they're wrong and they're saying, you know, lies or things that don't even make sense where it's just like th- that kind of craziness. But like, I think like Ken said, like, you're not going to change anybody's mind or Tony, I don't know which one or Jackie, one of them said it. You're not going to change anybody's mind by engaging. But I think some people enjoy engaging where like, to me, it stresses me out and it, I lose sleep over it if it's you know directed at me and I have to deal with it I'm like oh my god like I can't handle that kind of stuff and I wish that there was a happier medium in there where I could like not feel it as much it's poisonous yeah I think there's a real slippery slope with it because you can feel really impassioned during it you know I've certainly not just with Allison but lots of people I've defended or even just you get in an argument over politics or something and you're feeling high and mighty at the time like you're coming <laughs> back and everything but then it's like if you go too far then other people might you know dogpile on you and you might have much bigger consequences so you have to be very careful when you're going to 
Facebook fight or social mm, media true. fight. Yeah. It, like think ahead because it can go bad real quick. And I know Allison is so thoughtful about it where sometimes she says she won't respond because she thinks she thinks about the fact that when you have so many followers, you don't want to dump all of that onto somebody else as far as like, we're all going to be backing her or other people are going to be backing her. And this one person that has, you know, six followers is going to get eaten alive by a bunch of people. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's nice that she even thinks that way. But this this thing that she did is kind of like doesn't seem like Allison to me, but um, and Ken does seem like someone that would do that. It seems like he would have enjoyment. And I think the fact that he got blocked by Trump is super baller. <laughs> like, how do you get blocked by Trump? Oh, I know. I mean, what an accomplishment in your life. It really is. Like, that goes down in the book. I mean, I wish I could get blocked by Trump. But that, like he could get a shirt. Not very people probably could get blocked by Trump. <laughs> yeah, Trump should really issue out shirts like yeah. that. Like. <laughs> or Twitter, someone should take that upon themselves yes, to do. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Advertise it. Uh, little Rafi, do you troll people? I know you're not on Twitter anymore. By the way, I have to say, Twitter's been a lot nicer with you on it. No, you know, sometimes I see things online, and my first reaction is to tell someone to suck my dick from the back or to go <laughs> fuck a camel. And then I think. Why would I want to engage with this person? And then I, I put the phone down. And you know what? My life is better for it. It doesn't mean that I don't want to. But I just really resist the urge. And uh, can't complain. I think that's a smart way of going about it. Uh, I think when Ken was telling the story about he gets enraged on behalf of others, which I don't get enraged, but I get mad for others. But he said that he gave somebody a wedgie. <laughs> but that's like, that's the ultimate right there. That is like demeaning. <laughs> if you're trying to get back at someone or if someone's hurting one of your friends and you give them a wedgie. <laughs> I just wonder if it's atomic. Was it atomic? Ken, are you listening? <laughs> You know, I do think um, if I was like that type of person, like, like, say, uh, you're just like naturally a large imposing person, like I would go around being like a superhero for people <laughs> in situations like that all the time. Like uh, the, the boss baby, what was the guy at the bagel, the, bo the bagel boss, that guy, I would have just picked him up and just like tossed him uh -huh, out the door. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so hmm, okay. Ken is kind of my uh, my hero right now. I know, and he a lot of his clothes kind of have superhero ish looks to them. He can just walk around acting like one, and just for other people, that's kind of awesome. He does kind of have the uh, Superman curl in the he front. He does. Going. He does. Oh, Ken, you're our superhero. Um, he's also into miniatures, which I my son used to really be into them, and he still has a you know some of them. But I I it's something I could find myself. I could dangerously get into them if I let myself, but I don't because they are so, they're just so cool. I just think they're so like intricate and, and, and I don't even know, what, but I didn't know that they had these game boards that were full on games. I didn't know that they were this intricate. Um, yeah, I mean the miniatures you can, uh, I, I follow several groups about miniatures. Do you? So, uh, I mean, I don't, <laughs> It's, yeah, it can, it's a rabbit hole for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of is having just miniatures everywhere and then little houses and just like that could look a little creepy. 
but yeah. but it's just when I see miniatures, I'm just like, oh my god, I love them. But I don't I don't need all of them. I think I have a couple in the shed here, but I don't even know what they are. I think I might have a miniature pickle. Um, but he mentioned the game Mall Madness, and first of all, I'm shocked that Allison has never heard of this. But I was thinking. She's like half a year older than me, and I think it just kind of was for kids a little bit younger than me that it came out. I remember seeing it thinking that it was really kind of cool, and I would have been into it when I was younger. Did you ever play this game, either of you? No, I have not. I have not, but that's because I am much, much younger than you. Okay, that's what I figured it'd be in your group, but actually I thought maybe you and your sister would have played it or something, but... I, you know, our, yeah. all of our toys came from the thrift store, and oh. they were missing most of the pieces. <laughs> so even if we did get it, it would be uh, half empty. Um, Scotty Boy in the uh, Facebook group uh. posted a YouTube video of like a review of this board game thing. So I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, yeah, I looked it up on point. eBay right before we started recording. So I thought, well, I wonder how much... I've, I've bought vintage board games before and just you know because they're they're so weird and cool or whatever but it was they were going for like 180 dollars like mm, that's not that cool yeah but i'll check has, out the review it'd have to be cheap to be worth it yeah yeah if i found it at a garage sale, i'd probably totally get it my sister and i used to play sweet valley high and that was so much fun it it sounds similar but mom Manus is like electronic that just sounds really cool <laughs> Maybe we yeah. need to all pitch in and give give one to Allison for her next Ooh. birthday. What was like the coolest board game when you were growing up or like the toy that you always wanted but never got? Ooh, the toy that I always wanted? Shit. I never got a glow worm and I still am angry about that. I think I wanted one of those too. I don't think I was angry about it, but I definitely like saw that commercial and I was like, that's gonna that would change my life. Yeah, but I did get a Teddy Ruxpin, which was Whoa. awesome. You know yeah. what I wanted was like um, the Barbie Dream House. I think I really, really oh, wanted yeah. that. I mm -hmm. loved Barbies so much, and I probably play with them a little later than I should. But uh, but we never had, like we would just, like my grandma made some clothes for them, or like we would use my mom, my mom's shoulder pads for like furniture. <laughs> <laughs> It like, was the 80s. A, like a very <laughs> unique couch. Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a real chaise. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I didn't remember that until I just said it. But what about you, Rafi? Was there any like toy that you always wanted that you never, I mean, you didn't get any toys. So what was the one that you really wanted? I, I guess, I think we wanted a Super Nintendo. Oh, and then like yeah. years later when everything was like cheaper uh, probably like by the time the Sega Saturn came out, we ended up getting a Sega Genesis and uh, everyone was like, wow, you guys are lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Growing up, we had like the one neighbor that had Atari. So we'd all go over there. And then a few years later, a different neighborhood, there'd be like one neighbor that had Super Nintendo. But uh, yeah, I think we finally got one. I don't remember when, but then it was just like, oh man, this is the shit. Um, wow. Nintendo changed changed everything for, for me. sure yeah it really it, that just it really did i still like have like i still want to go back and play all these games but i don't think i ever will and i know little rough you know i have a super nintendo now that i that i need to sell 
But no, thinking... you have the original. <laughs> oh, the Nintendo. original Nintendo. Sorry, sorry. I have a Super Nintendo. That's right. The original one is the one we used to go visit at our friend's house. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I would love to play all those games again. But I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think I would. Uh, I don't know. I waste my time doing other things too. So why not? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, post in the Facebook group, everybody, what was your one toy that you wanted? Also, the answer to Whitney's question, which I am trying to start conversations. I think this is little Rafi's idea to get to know more people in the Facebook group. So uh, we're posting Whitney's questions in there. We want to hear from people we haven't heard from, people we have. Um, let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear all about you. All right. Uh, so there's a Ken Reed quiz. I'm wondering how you guys did. I oh, did I not miserably. <laughs> I I wasn't um writing down. I was like doing other stuff while I listened and I don't know how I did, but I think relatively bad, but not as bad as I would have thought. Yeah, I think I got 3. I got 3 out of 7, which is not horrible. But as Leanne said, I I agree with her. I liked this quiz. I like quizzes where it brings up some story in your life and it's like the conversation gets interesting but and so that instead of just like hearing the population of a country like this kind of quiz was fun i liked hearing his quiz well and i thought he kind of on the whole um that show he was on the sex show oh, yeah. i thought he really tried to throw us off because and that's why everybody went with c because he was like yep. when he threw that it was featured on another channel. Like he knew a little bit too much about what it was, where it was. So I was going along with Allison and everyone, like it's gotta be C. Yeah. Same. It was a trick, a trick. Yep. Tricky mm -hmm. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, I think the jingle could have used some help from Lauren K <laughs> because she would have done a better job, but, um, but on the fly, it was fine. Um, also Allison is like, um, Hey Jackie, let's do a jingle, and then she just takes over the jingle. <laughs> Jackie's just like, "What? What's going on?" Yeah, it was all out of time and like out of <laughs> whatever. And like, yeah, you're right. How about give me a beat? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, anything else from Thursday before we talk about JMOs or Favemos or whatever we call it? Mm, I like the horse discussion, the dangers of horses, mm. because yeah. They're totally scary. I mean, I rode them when I was a kid and it was fun, but it was also terrifying because you just feel the power beneath you. Um, so I, and also when Jackie was talking about how she doesn't think people should ride horses because of the, you know, the well being of the horses, that was kind of a different perspective I hadn't thought of, but it's kind of true. Like, why should they have to be lugging us around? So I thought that was good, but the definitely I could relate to the the terrifying aspect in the stories they they told. Yeah, for sure. I loved riding horses when I was a kid, and the last time I did actually was in Colorado, Rafi, but not in a city that you respect. But I've always wanted to do it again. But I do have that same feeling of as Jackie that first of all, I don't know how many butts have been on it th that day, and now my big butt's on it and like I, I just feel bad for if they even like it i almost feel like can i just take it for a walk instead <laughs> you know um but yeah. it does feel amazing to ride a horse yeah 
little Rafi, what do you think about people who have ponies? <laughs> Unlike Jerry Seinfeld, uh, I think good for them. Okay, well, that's nice. Um, Amanda, did you pick a JMO that you loved, hated, or wanted to talk about? Um, um, I did, and now, but I should have written it down. I can run uh, through them really quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Jealous I... of Crutches cast, um, Before and oh, After Pictures. God. Yeah, but you know what? I could relate to that, because I, I, and I've never had any broken bones, but, um, I did used to want to have you know all the everybody from school sign it but i'm so ocd with things um i think in in reality i would have had a hard time because somebody would have undoubtedly written in like really bad handwriting or put something like on there and then i would have been like i'm stuck with this oh my god i would have had that too like totally something mean Something where I couldn't see it, except for in the back, it'd be like wide load or something. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way as Megan, that I was always jealous of people with casts or crutches or braces. Like, I just thought that it looked so cool. I thought, like, the attention people got was so cool. It looks, like, fun. You get, like, the special treatment. And then, Mm -hmm. like, when I finally did break my arm, I realized how... I thought the people with crutches, it was like, or with casts, I thought it was like no biggie. But it was hell. It was so much hell to try and like do anything. But also, I guess if I was a kid, I'd be taken care of more. But I'm, I was an adult and I had to take care of a family. And it was like driving to school and trying to cook with one hand and like trying to brush my hair. And it was just like, oh my, it was a disaster. And it was not fun. And people asking what happened every single time you see them. And it was like nice that they were genuinely you know curious but it was just like um, the kids would be like oh my god they're gonna ask you what happened to your arm again <laughs> every time we went anywhere oh what happened it's like oh man plus my story was kind of embarrassing too but whatever um what did you do i was roller skating in the house with the kids <laughs> and i shattered my wrist yeah yeah so that well, was uh something yeah like you almost need a t-shirt explaining yes, so you don't yes. tell people yeah, when I went to go get my when I go get, went to go get the bone set, which I didn't realize was a thing and was wow something, um, he said, "Oh, you're the second cool mom in here this week." I'm like, "Oh, I'll take that." <laughs> He's like, "The other one broke both her elbows at the uh, trampoline place." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> All right, got it. Uh, little Rafi, did you pick a JMO or do you um, relate to the Megan one? Well. I I had to text her because I jumped on the Twitter for my uh, weekly dose and I, I saw it and I texted her that this is the best JMO that I've seen in years because mostly people are just like, um, lamps are too bright. Just What's smear everyone. The deal with... <laughs> well, by and, the way, uh... I hate to burst your bubble, but I think it already was a JMO. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, but I don't want to talk about this. I just do okay. think it is very relatable. It um, is. I wanted to talk about Dr. Jen's and I don't remember Ooh, what yes, it was. It is before and after photos. She's always thrown off when the after photo is on the left. Yeah. So- um, I've seen it a few times and it always does bug me. It's the same difficulty as putting it on the correct side. So put it on the right. I yeah, wonder- every- yeah. Well, time thinking like wait a minute they don't even yes. look any yes. and then i'm like oh, 
And I'm like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> angry. Like, well, you just made me have to think about that in my head. Yes. And expend it. That was work. Like, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Stop with trying to make mix things up, people. Yeah. So I totally related to the Megan one and the Jen one, although it happens rarely, but I, t I do have that thing where it makes me sit and go, I don't, am I not seeing what's going on here? Oh, it's because it's on the left. Huh? Um, yeah. I wonder if anyone sees that way as far as like, if that is right to them, because everybody on Allison's show hundred percent was like, that's wrong, obviously. <laughs> so I wonder if there's anyone out there that's like, no, I look from right to left. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. This, but I still feel like those people are wrong. Yeah, I don't Ooh, think they're from this I, planet. You <laughs> just hit on something that is possible. Okay. Um, Trice has been posting on his Instagram story a lot of uh, comic books and graphic novels and whatnot, and he posted something from a Japanese comic, and because they read right to left, he had to explain that you read it right to left. What if the people who post these are from countries where they don't read left to right? But then again, I've seen it, and it's just yeah. like a, I mean, an that's, American, so no. I, all just Americans. That, yeah, I, it, I would give a pass, of course, if it's some sort of cultural or lingual reasoning, but it's just like people trying to be different, and I'm like, this is unnecessary. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, like, well, this diet made her get fatter, really, and then it's like, oh, wait, because it's like the wrong order. So, yeah. If I guess under circumstance, certain circumstances, it would be okay. So really quick, I had to look up to see if this had been a JMO already. Um, so I think I was wrong, but this I think is from Adri214. She said, did anyone else used to pretend to have braces in elementary school by just stretching out a paperclip? So that I might be mixing it up with that one. Um, but I had to, I had to. Megan, yeah, no, I solid JMO. <laughs> <laughs> um also jen solid i liked jennifer takaji's um i related to that listening or reading a story when it takes place in the past i always related to something that went on in my life like oh if that happened in 1995 i, I think about oh that that's when i was doing this or that but I, that feels like that might be everybody but uh yeah i like that one yeah yeah i do that too also, Jen and I were born the same year, so whenever something happens from that year, I'm, or whenever she and I relate to something, I'm like, oh, it's because we were born the same year, <laughs> which makes no sense. That's the only reason. That is the only reason. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I think that is a good place to end it. Uh, it was super fun catching up with you, Amanda. That was Thanks for making time to hang with us. Yes, it was super fun. Like we shouldn't wait yeah stuff. well it hasn't been a decade but yeah years and years almost i mean at but... least what 10 no <laughs> <laughs> i know it's me like 35 oh, I yeah don't know. <laughs> yeah i yeah, know it's fun and i um i miss all the fans that i've you know this year's i've got, been so things have been crazy so but i love you all and i still watch um like your look at your posts and um and miss talking with all of you and you know ulysses is just such a good person Aww. uh it never ceases to amaze me what kind of person he is and um yeah just allison has the best fans and i'm so glad to be a part of it and to you know have made friendships with some of you know those the best people so 
thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. That was so sweet. So nice. I totally agree with you about all the fans. It's been like what Ken was saying. And I think some of the people, you know, when you surround yourself with the nicer people, like on Twitter or certain places, it just feels nice. And Allison, we're lucky enough, has such great fans that we get to dip into that nice spot. (laughs) Yeah. Or or pool. I don't know. Um, But yeah. If if you would like to be on the show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at BFF Lisa Lowry. Join us in the Facebook group. It's fun. People are nice. And uh, we talk about more about Allison. Little Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me, I guess, on Instagram at rmcgs. If anyone out there who listens to the rap musics has a favorite hip-hop album, Tell me what it is. Just one. I want your actual one favorite. Don't be like, oh, you should listen to this guy. I don't want a whole fucking discography. <laughs> but I'm trying to uh, listen to a lot of older albums that came out when I was like three. So I have not heard them yet. Um, uh, so, yeah, if you want to do that, that's cool. I'm going today to get my Deant Word tattoo worked on. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. And they have a new album you should check out. I I do know a few of their songs. They are very interesting. Yes, yes, I love them. But I have an entire, well, a pretty large forearm tattoo with them. And so I'm getting the colors touched up today. So that's. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for tattoo shops to be open here. They are not yet. Um, Amanda, where can we find you besides getting new ink? Oh, yeah. So let's see. On Instagram, I'm um, Shittlesworth on instagram and uh on facebook i'm amanda silvis s-i-l-v-a-s and it's a picture of my cat leche so feel free to friend request me and uh i'm on inst or i'm on twitter but i never ever go on there so yeah probably just those two things perfect well bffs you are truly the fucking best thank you and good night time I need it from the top. Ah! This is history, baby. Commissioner Steve Stout. Lenny. Godson, what up? D-Block, what up? Bravehearts, what up? Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yo, ain't nothing but trouble, God. When I kick in the door with D-Block, Bravehearts, and the double R. Don't make me let the machine off. This is methadone music that you can lean off. Made you look. The remix with me up on it. I cop your shit. Now I break weed up on it. And everything is real, I see. Like my niggas that been home, but they only got a jail ID. I helped the game, it ain't helped me. I'm top five, dead or alive, and that's just off one LP. And I still buzz. They feel cuz, cause they know the flow's ill, just like Will was. I'm just trying to make sure that my son wealthy out of shape but i make sure that my gun's healthy i'm an ape you can't stand kiss coming through the hood in the aston vanquish the color of dandruff they said we jumped them i just let the gun snuff them copy the turbo soon as they uncuff them this goes out to all of your mans why put you in a verse when i could put you in the car in a van d-block they shooting Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters, where them dimes at? They shooting. 
I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money, playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? I'm from the school of hard knocks, sneak peeks, and low blows. Where exes mark spots and kitchens mark O's. Where love's gonna get you and hate is gonna snitch you. And finger squeeze triggers like boa constrictors. It's the Mr. Luda, Jada, and Nas. And our bullets give you a deep tissue massage. So hear the song and dance while I make these ends. You never stood half a chance like Siamese twins. They shooting. Look in the barrel. Then he made the front page of the Miami Herald. A shot tribune. Nozzles with solid doom. We in that A-town journalist violent goons. You should print my information. Quote my rhyme and keep me in between these New York and L.A. times. I'm just a victim of society. It's Chris the Menace. With more shit out on the streets than evicted tenants. Go! They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Getting big money. Playboy, your time's up. Where them gangsters? Where them dimes at? They shooting. Oh, I made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. Uh, Getting big money. Playboy, your time's up. Uh, Where them gangsters at? Where them dimes at? The blicky, the biscuit, the burner The heat, the toaster, the twister You meet in your owner The banger, the hammer, the flamers I aim at the cannons, the canyon Manhandling you, you'll be famous I cancel you, and cut That's the end of your movie Pretending you acting like you and your men To come shoot me, my tennis shoes Gucci Old school, pea soup, green Jean Lee suit on Viva Clico Champagne Friday the 13th, my CD drop I rhyme the more bass than Easy Rock I'm Jason, call a PD Watch them brave hearts, jungle and where's a nation Ill wear, roster late Never veiling his face on TV a picture so we be them niggas sorry that i made you wait long glad them face gone we shooting squeezing them triggers with looter beside me me and kiss get loonies and we sit the style speed tell them hold his head god son god and we made y'all look from san quentin to rikers island to green